good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the rock of Holy Scripture? Good to have you in the podcast today. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to tune in and to listen to the, I believe, life-changing truths that are found in the Word of God. I hope that it is real to you. I hope that you understand your need for salvation. I have a lot of different people that listen to this podcast, and I, they come from all kinds of spiritual temperatures and backgrounds. And I, from time to time, like to spend a moment looking into Scripture and encouraging those of you that may be listening that uh, have no relationship, have no discipleship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you really consider the importance of what it means. I want to uh, speak just for a few moments this uh, in this podcast to remind us of some great truths from the Word of God. And they're found in, the ones this morning anyway, are found in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, 2, and 3. The Bible says this, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, literally our way of life, in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." You may be listening today, and you may have a discipleship relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and that's wonderful, and I'm so thankful for that, and I trust that it's thriving and that you are richly uh, uh, blessed in walking with the Lord. Uh, everybody who is a genuine follower of Christ knows the importance of being saved, a good Bible word. Maybe you've heard Christians use that before. The word saved, of course, essentially meaning rescue. Uh, deliverance, that those who come to Christ bow the knee to Him, recognizing that there's no other way that I could live spiritually apart from Jesus Christ and His forgiveness. But the world that we live in right now sees no need for rescue for the most part. Uh, those that are around you uh, people that live in this world today and they work with you or they live in your neighborhood, the truth is that they just often don't even think in terms of their need for redemption and rescue. And the truth is that those who don't have a personal relationship with God, their Creator, the Father, through His Son, uh, the Lord Jesus, actually, according to this passage of Scripture that I just read a moment ago, it says that in verse 1, And you hath he quickened, literally made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, the truth is that those in our culture and those around us in our society who, ha who have no personal relationship with God, literally, the Bible says, are spiritually dead. They may be physically alive. They may breathe. They may, their heart pumps blood. But in reality, who they really are on the inside, they are lost. They are spiritually dead. They're basically walking corpses on the inside. Spiritual death, we read in the Bible, really occurred in the Garden of Eden. That's where it first happened. Disobedience against God's Word 
really severed Adam and Eve's connection to God and caused all of their descendants, even we today who breathe this air, we are separated from him. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. And what that means is that we are born as dead people in need of new life. Uh, we, unfortunately, those who have refused Jesus as Savior at the end of the age will experience another death. The Bible calls it the second death when they're cast away from God. That's not what we want for everybody. And I would say to you as personal way as I can through this microphone today, uh, that you're spiritually dead if you have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm not interested in hearing about how you were raised in Sunday school or you went to catechism classes or you were baptized when you were a baby or anything of that nature. None of that's relevant. The fact of the matter is there must be a time in your life when you come to Christ to have him breathe life into your dead soul. And the only way he can do that is when you surrender completely to him, when you put all of your faith in his finished work what he did on the cross as payment for your sin. I've had people sit in my study and say, well, you know, I know Jesus died for the sins of the world. And they may have a rudimentary knowledge of what salvation is. But to ask them literally to say, can you pray, Lord, I know you died for my sin. I confess that I'm a sinner. Those words kind of get caught in their throat. What I'm saying is right now, as strongly as I possibly can, as you listen to this, I want to challenge you where you're seated right now. You need to surrender to Christ. You're dead. You're a corpse. You have no spiritual life in you. You will not see God in heaven until you surrender to him and acknowledge him as king and Lord of your life. That's the condition of everybody who has no personal relationship with God. You're spiritually dead. But the text goes on to say something interesting. In verse 2, it says that you're living a life of sin. And of course, most people want to compare themselves with somebody that's worse than them. Like, oh, I'm not all that bad. There's people way worse than me. But I think we all could recognize, and hopefully you will today listen to this, that your nature is to rebel against God. That's called sin, rebelling against Him. When you know what's right and you refuse to do it, that's rebelliousness against the command of God, no different than what Adam and Eve did. Over and over, as humans, we often choose what, well, not often, we always choose what pleases us and not God. And any efforts that you try to free yourself from your sin, it's not therapy, it's not a pill, it's not psycho, uh, psy, uh, psychology, it's not any kind of of a support group that's going to free you from your sin. It is only Christ. Jesus said in John 8, 34, uh, Truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of that sin. I'd love for you to be released from that today. Living a life of sin is only going to result in spiritual continued death. Then third, the text tells us today in verse 3, that when we live according to the lusts and the desires of our own flesh and of our mind, then we are by nature the children of wrath. What does the Bible mean by that? It simply means that as a sinful man, you have nothing acceptable 
or desirable by God to offer him. There is no way to earn his approval and escape punishment through your humanitarian efforts or your good works. You are, as, as I sit here this morning and I read into this microphone, I want to say to you that you are an object of God's divine wrath. Oh, people don't want to hear about that today. People don't want to hear about the fact that there will be justice and retribution that will be doled out, that you are in a time of probation right now, and God is pleading with you. He's sending preachers. He's sending this podcast, and you've listened to it perhaps day after day, and yet you have not uh, humbled yourself and submitted to Jesus Christ and asked his forgiveness and to be your Lord. Have you done that? I want to say to you today, it's not an enviable position to be under the wrath of God. He is a one who is greatly, um, he is benevolent, he is loving, he is caring, but he is also a just God. That means he'll punish those who reject his offer of forgiveness, rescue, and salvation. You know, though our sins deserve his wrath, I want to end it today by making sure you know that God's made a way for you to escape it. Uh, the next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to remind all of you today, if you've never made that commitment, if you've never humbled yourself before Christ, today's the day. Don't put it off anymore. You're not guaranteed your next breath. The Lord is lovingly waiting for you. Will you humble yourself and bow the knee to the Lord Jesus? God bless you. I'll be praying for you.